Let's get loose. Is this yoga? Yes. <laughs> is it? Some sometimes yoga do that. Is that is that what you do in yoga? It's what Carolyn's type. Okay, of cool. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, thanks for coming back. But for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and whatever Donnie brought in that container in the fridge. Cheers, Greg. I will cheers you too. Oh, it's What's a, in the container? It's just, regu- just regular water. Just regular water. Yeah. Shout outs to water. Water is actually really, really important and highly underrated. It really is. Especially in the millennial generation, I believe. Uh, just regular can we just, water. Can we just harp on millennials and how they don't drink enough water? That's going to be this podcast. Do sure. you? Okay, this is where we're going to start. Okay, we're not going to introduce you. We're not okay. going to talk about who you are or what you do. Do you consider yourselves millennials? We are in that age. You definitely are. You are. You are. It's like nineteen eighty-two to like nineteen eighty-two to nineteen. Is that, 1996. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I guess I, I am could too. You're off. Yeah. Is yeah. Carolyn? Well, she's on the cusp, but I'm I'm in the middle. And then <laughs> on the cusp is it like a like a uh, what is that? The uh, zodiac. The zodiac. <laughs> um, yeah, like 1982. I just, that's right. And yep. then like 1996 is like I guess you would be um, doomed. Yes. Yeah, so the doomed generation. Twenty and, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't have any idea. But hey, I am, uh, you know, happy to be here with you two. I'm sitting here today with my good pals in the band Harkin. Say hello to the internet. Hi, internet. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. The internet's really happy to see you. I didn't know the internet was so, was alive. Yeah. And we are here today to, you know, <laughs> chat about you know, life and love and the pursuit of happiness and their new album, Harkin. Help me, I'm alive out now on, you know, physical format for us millennials and the types of people that like physical things. And it's also on, you know, the digital platforming things for everybody that, you know, likes digital music, mm-hmm. the it's, internet, the future, the Spotify's and whatnot. Sykes did the artwork too. Yes, yes, I yeah. did. It was a fun, really fun project. I did the the photography and all the photography manipulation and the layout and stuff, and I think it turned out pretty cool. Thanks for asking me to be a part of it. And you know, there's no way I could do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. But I think that you know we could start the conversation here just in terms of uh, communication and you know utilizing your resources and the people around you, which is how I think a lot of this just kind of came to be. Me and Stacy were over at Donnie and Carolyn's for dinner one night because they had us over for dinner because you know we're human beings and it's nice to connect with people on like you know a personal level and we met each other through the music scene and we've become friends but we had dinner it was really good and you had mentioned that's like when we had talked about this project you had mentioned you wanted to have this uh the ideas that you had for the artwork and i was like i think we can make that happen yeah and you were like yeah and i was like yeah fuck yeah let's do it and then we got together and we made it happen yeah and I think that, you know, there's a lot of power in communication and talking with people. And, uh, you know, if you want to do something, it's really just a matter of talking to the people around you and asking for help and figuring things out and you can get it done. A lot of times people are very, very willing to help out, you know, when they say they will. In some circumstances, maybe not. 
we don't got to bring it up, but there are some people that don't want to help that say they're going to help do certain things. <laughs> yeah. We're getting, you know who the fuck we're talking about. I thought he was looking at me. No. It's like, well, no, we're talking, we're, we were having another conversation yeah. before we started this about some fucking. That's all I'm going to say about that. But this album <laughs> is out. It is available. It is really, really good. And uh, let's chat a bit about Help Me, I'm Alive. Donnie, what uh, the fuck is up with this project? Oh, God. I don't know. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is, it is <laughs> you classify, I mean, I would call, you know, I would say it's like like indie hard rock. I don't want to call it like indie rock. Yeah. And I don't want to call it just hard rock. It's like a weird mix. I guess it's kind of grungy. I don't know. Like what yeah, are your like musical, like what are you mm-hmm. trying to drive into it? Well, I think it's like definitely pretty alternative rock, but I think there are like heavier grungy moments. And then I think there are singer songwriter moments yeah and then there's indie like tones yeah it's It's a little bit of pop but like it's like the rock pop it's a fun mixture of all of those things and i think that you know the two of you have a pretty diverse background in the types of music that you like like you listen to and i think probably in the bands that you've played in previous to this project as well so i imagine you're pulling a lot of different things into this yeah definitely i mean the band we used to play in roulette waves was like very angsty it wasn't although there was like she wears her dress that was kind of like the last time song but it wasn't too far off i feel like this project's a little bit more um tame but like explosive in different ways like it's it's definitely more um melodic and uh dynamic Mm -hmm. yeah it's matured yeah if you will I find that it's really hard for me as I get older to like keep a genuine angst in my music. Yeah. I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if it's a matter of aging or if it's just things working out better in my life. So I don't have yeah, anything like- to like complain about genuinely anymore. You know, I, I don't want to like, it always like rubs me the wrong way whenever there are bands that, uh, like we'll say like maybe like a bigger punk band or something like that that's still writing music from that like oppressed point of view but it's like yeah. i know goddamn well that like everything is fine yeah for you you know so it's like yeah. it's like sometimes you write music for the people that listen to it maybe not necessarily for yourself yeah. right. but you know I, there's always something that seems kind of like really disingenuous mm-hmm. to me about that but yeah. i think that you know it's cool to see bands that continue to be bands but do evolve that's one of the things that i've always found really fascinating about uh paramore i think they're a band that have continued to grow and just you know make they've always been a pop band and i think a lot of people overlook that it's like well they don't sound like they used to back then it's like well they were just making pop rock that was popular in the early 2000s and now they're making pop rock that's that matches the sound of what's popular today yeah and like why would you expect them to do anything different? And also, do you want a bunch of 30-year-olds still writing like angsty pop punk songs yeah. right. or not? Like like when it still does. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, do you like find yourselves, like I find it so hard for me to connect with that 
stuff. Yeah, I do, yeah, me too. As I get older, but I think um, another band that matured pretty well uh, was is Tegan and Sarah. Okay, because if you listen to new newer albums, it's very poppy and you know, like it's electronic at this point. But they started out kind of like almost like folk alternative rock, but like singer songwriter. Yeah, the last time I listened to Tegan and Sarah, I remembered it being very, like, dance, electronic-focused. Yeah. And that was not what I had really remembered them doing. Mm -hmm. But I never really listened to them a whole heck of a lot. You know, so... You should. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, so, yo, back to Harkin. Yeah. Two-piece band. You got, you know, you're utilizing some electronics in the live environment with this band doing the backtracks and all of those things have, has there been anything that has made you possibly consider like bringing other people into this project as a live thing? Or is there something about the project that keeps it like pure at being a two piece? Um, I don't know. I think we might have different views on this one now. <laughs> um, I think like what we're doing right now is really working, but, um, I think I, I do find it hard to like, um, keep it all together myself, like constantly playing guitar and then singing. And if I did drop off the guitar, I would want something else moving, um, instrumentally besides drums and maybe in the future, but right now this has really been working. Um, like we are going to have, um, Carolyn piano player play the part that she wrote for one of the songs at the album release. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a guest appearance. It's a little bit different than having another person. I think Um, one of the things that I mean to cut you off if you're still going, Uh, one of the things that I envy about your project is that it's just the two of you. And then there isn't like, you know, this whole like, well, we got to get five people on the same page. But I imagine at times it could probably be kind of, it odds because there's no like majority rules. It's always like a 50 50 thing. If the two of you disagree on something, so you really have to like work it out, but I'm sure the two of you have that communication worked out. We've got, um, we've yeah. gotten good over the <laughs> Just don't ask about the one topic. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I think it's working out really well this way. There's a lot of like pros to this, like touring and traveling. And I think right now as we, cause we've matured where we just wrote kind of like, super just chord you know these really simple chord progressions and drums and now i'm like hearing things and it's almost like well i want to start demoing and recording and like building songs in a studio because we've built all the songs pretty much um like playing with each other instead of like building it and then adding some of our parts to it um because I added everything in the backtrack, like after we had the song solidify, like I added that to it and only one song we had to like change because I had this new guitar part that came out of nowhere. So we had to like, um, start the chorus a little earlier, but like it didn't change the structure, but there was just things like that where now I'm seeing, you know, how we can write some things like digitally lay it out and then like, like demo it recording wise. Because we've just like jammed, we're like, all right, cool, that's the chorus verse chorus. But now I'm like, oh, this would be like a drop part, and then there would be like samples, and then like a thing, and you know. I think that there's a lot of power to writing music like that because it helps you 
step outside of the box and really analyze what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're just in the practice space and you're jamming out stuff, it always sounds kind of good, but you really don't get a chance to actually hear what's yeah. happening yeah, or like, or like get the feel for like, Oh, how does this part feel if it is those extra four bars or if we take them away and you know, how would the chorus sound if we put it again in this spot, you can actually, you know, kind of move yeah, things around on it. the computer and see how it looks and how it feels and everything. I'm curious not to, step away from Harkin, but I know for anybody that doesn't know, Donnie also playing a band called Dinosaur and Dinosaur is a lot more electronic focus now at this point. And I'm mm-hmm. curious if like the evolution of that and the writing process of that, if like that has kind of influenced how you write maybe for Harkin as well, or has it all kind of been like um, together? Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely influenced me a little bit right now because I know that, um, once I, you know, kind of get more familiar with recording, like, um, I know that I'll be able to write other parts, you know, rather than just me and my guitar, cause I'm starting to learn other instruments and, um, yeah, it just helps structure the song better. I think, you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, we wrote the songs and then added parts to it and now, um, I think I, we still have, we have a couple of new ones we're writing, but I do want to like, be like, okay, let's write this and like record it and then like throw things in there. And then, you know what I mean? Like have parts, but like, like you said, you can move things around and make things shorter or longer and, you know, do things digitally, add different instruments, especially now that we were just a two piece. We play with the backtrack. So all of that can be played, you mm-hmm. know, we, we used to play without a backtrack, you know? Yeah. I remember. I was there. It's a little rough. I seen it. No, it wasn't (laughs) rough. But, you know, know, once you hear how this whole thing can kind of come together, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's amazing when you add things to things, you know, the songs. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of power in songwriting and self-demoing and figuring things out that it's cool being in, you know, 2019 and having these technologies not being like, completely impossible to obtain and use like like things are easy to use it's fairly cheap mm-hmm. and it's cool to see a lot of bands taking advantage of those resources because i think that's like one of the most powerful things a band can do is just be able to like self-demo and understand the process so whenever they're going into a recording studio and working with a different engineer or producer having some understanding of how things work so they can really chime in on the process mm-hmm. or, you know, worst case scenario, be able to call somebody on their bullshit. Yeah. Like if somebody tells you, you know, they don't think you should do something or you shouldn't have your guitar tone this way or that, you know, whatever number of things, you know what I mean? Like you would never mic a drum like that. You know, you could be like, well, actually, you know, we mic the drum like this in the studio and that's how we like it. So yeah. can we come to some sort of agreement on these yeah. things just knowing it's like it really really sucks being in that position of being in a band in the studio and not feeling like you know like what you're doing and putting all of your trust into an engineer like you should never do that because sometimes you just work with people that don't know 100 what you want yeah and being able to have that knowledge of what you want like and be able to explain it from like a an actual experience like we've been recording things we've been demoing things yeah that's a good that's a good tool to have in the belt Mm -hmm. and like just knowing what you're going into the studio to put on top of it and a little bit like i do like to improv a lot like a lot of this was like 
okay, cool. We recorded it. Here's the drums and guitar. Now figure out a bass line, figure out the guitar lead. And I would just do it, you know, yeah. some of it kind of worked magically like that where you're just, I don't know. I don't really like to, I'm a procrastinator sometimes, but I'm like, when I'm like, when pressure's on, I'll do it. And I, and I was able to do it. So some kind of like happy medium of being creative in the studio, but then also knowing like how the song's going to go. Sometimes I feel like I'm a procrastinator too, but I don't think I'm a procrastinator and I don't think you are a procrastinator. I think our deal. <laughs> what is it then? <laughs> I think our deal is that we like both probably juggle a lot of things. So yeah. we're really good at just kind of like always playing catch up. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that we're procrastinating. It's just that it's like, Everything that I typically do, it's like I have no choice but to wait until the last yeah. minute to do it. Priorities is like, well, this is this is Tuesday, this is Wednesday. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's just a day by day thing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's always one thing that's really um always interested me about you, Greg. I don't know you very well, but you've always been so like just like chill. You seem to be kind of like disconnected <laughs> from the stress of society. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct or wrong. Like let, let's let's dig a bit into like you. Do you get stressed out by things? Do you have a real busy, <laughs> hectic schedule? Like what's the deal? Like you just seem so like you know like relaxed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty relaxed. I'm pretty easygoing. Uh, <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to throw in your lap. Right. Apologies for the hot potato. Hey, it's just no like no problem. <laughs> I got my oven mitts on. Um. I've gotten really good at figuring out like what I want to do and try and, and focusing on that for the long time. I just, I did all these things that I thought I was supposed to do and that was stressful. And, uh, like what kind of things, if we can get uh, into it, a lot of like work stuff, or I thought I had to say yes to, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I've gotten really good at saying no, okay. and not being that anymore. But for the longest time, anyone needed anything i was like i got you i got you i I I got you that you're my bud no problem is it gonna be really annoying to move you not a problem i'll figure it out like we'll make it work (laughs) sure then you know in the moment it's great because you're like oh i'm helping out a friend and then the next day you're like i have way too many things on my plate why do i keep adding more that's why why what's that why uh i'm because i wanted to make everybody happy yeah i feel like yeah, I can't speak on behalf of you, Greg, and your story. But for me, when I was growing up, I didn't really have a whole lot of help or support like in my corner from anybody. So now whenever somebody needs help, I feel like this like personal obligation to kind of go out of my way to help them because I know what it's like to be stuck in a situation and not yeah. have help or not know who to talk to or like, I need something done last minute and, you know, and I didn't have anybody to help me out and do it. So I try to do that but like over time i've definitely like made more sacrifices doing that then i'm i'm not even sure if it was like necessarily worth it in a lot of times yeah because like i mean like not everybody has been unappreciative but like there's definitely been more than enough situations where like i go out of my way for people that are kind of unappreciative and it's just kind of like oh why the fuck did i do that yeah i don't know i I try not to be a cynic Cause like I want to, yeah. you know, but I think sometimes finding that balance is really hard to look at yourself and what, what you're, what you're gaining out of it. Like maybe you do want that person to like you or maybe well, yeah. you want to 
the reputation of, and this might not come out right, but I mean, I know I've done that. Like, oh, I want to like, you know, I want people to think, you know, that I'm a good person, but I don't need that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't I need just, to. I wanted to be a helper. Be, like, just wanted to help people. But then you get to a point where it's like, like you were saying, you start to get better and not even like, oh, I hate everybody. Like everybody needs help. Why can't people just do it themselves? But you're like, why do I keep saying yes? Because I'm ignoring the things that I actually want to do. At some point you have to be, you have to be selfish. And I think that's okay. Like I have realized that I want to be a drummer and that means I can't do everything for everybody. Like I have to make sure I set aside time to go and practice. That's the only way that I'm going to be a better drummer. And if that's my end goal, I need to make sure that I'm not filling up my time with things that don't help that goal. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to help people if somebody, you know, in my close circle needs help or even someone that is a friend of a friend, like certain situations. Yeah, I'll absolutely help. I'm willing to do it, but I'm willing to sacrifice like some, some other things to, to like make sure that I'm taking care of what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel great about it. Like it's really been like, at first I was like, I feel bad. I'm sorry. I can't, I'm not, I can't help you on Sunday. Like I already plan, like I've band practice. Yeah. And now I'm like, can't I've band practice. And if someone gets mad about that, that already kind of shows their colors. Yeah. And then I really don't feel bad about it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's really hard to like be there for people genuinely. If like you're not there for yourself first. Um, So being able to, make sure you're taking that time for yourself, I think should always be a priority. I mean, with some certain exceptions, I'm sure, depending on what's going on. But I think that, you know, for me, I find myself being much better to the people around me when I've taken that extra time to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do and what I want to do. So when I'm trying to help other people with something or just being around other people, I'm not thinking about that thing that I haven't done yet or thinking about that thing that I'm dropping the ball on. Cause yeah. that's what I'll do. Right. You know what I mean? If I'm going on my way to do something for somebody and I have a thousand other things to do, I'm just like, I'm stressing what I'm not getting done. And then I'm probably doing the thing for them half-assed because i'm just trying to get it done quick right and they feel that you're not they feel that pumped about being there i think it's really easy for that energy to come off and i think that's why i was saying i think it's important that you're there for yourself you know and that you have that that confidence in yourself so whenever you're around other people that need you for something they know that like you're there yeah Yeah. maybe i don't know that that could be taken way deeper than i mean it i'm just talking about like printing t-shirts for somebody nothing like crazy just like you know think about it if you're the best version of yourself who's doing the things you love everything else you do is going to be better yeah if you're at a place where you are like i i'm doing the things that i want to do those things are being taken care of anything else you do is going to be the best version of you doing that thing i agree 100 you're in a good place doing it you're not the person who's like begrudgingly doing it or thinking about all the things that they've missed out on doing that they would rather be doing. And they're there like, Oh, I'm here. Like, why aren't they ready? Like you're just upset. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sorry, Donnie, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, um, what? No, (laughs) where are we? Uh, No, no. I just think that if you are doing these things for yourself, then you'll attract what's supposed to be let in anyway. 
you know, um, I think when you're, when you're not, you're, you're wanting people to actually come and ask you for things. So you feel important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think just a little spin on it, you know, just, you know, so yeah. Get me maybe. I feel you. Okay. I'm yeah. Sick. I mean, I think, um, when things line up in the universe, I feel like they'll just fit, you know, and then you won't feel bad because that relationship is already good with that person, you know, and you, you're setting boundaries, but you're also, when you are healthy and available, those people that really do need you, that vibration will attract them and not people that you probably attracted that are really kind of needy and you are actually being needy yourself and wanting to feel important. So you're doing things for people. Yes. Yeah, like so, leeching off each other. So like you exist, yeah. you know, and I think there's more of a psychology to a lot of that. Cause I mean, I can be honest and admit to some things that I've done for people were probably not on, you know, the, the, the best intention, you know, because I really felt like I, like you want to people please, but it comes back to you and what you really want. You want people to like you. You know, I think that a lot of that has to, I think that that mentality could probably explain a lot about a particular situation that we're not going to bring up with a particular team of oh. people, Oh, <laughs> but like, just like, Oh, like, you know, we, we want to do this thing to help these people out, but we don't actually have it together or the time or the resources to do it. But we want to do it because we want to feel like, you know, like, we're helping out a community of people that we actually don't really have the resources to help. Does yeah. that make sense? Like it's, it's yeah. like, I feel like it's like, it's like good intentions, but like from the shittiest of places, Yeah, it's so weird to like explain it. And I don't even know if I want to be like mad about it or up or like well, I think, angsty about it. I think sometimes people that don't, because I feel like when you're trying to do something yourself, no one cares as much as you do. And I don't think they realize how important things are to you when you, when you, when they do come, they come to you and they say, I want, I want to help you with these things. And you're like, great. But it's like, maybe it comes down to the fact that we, why didn't we just believe in ourselves? Why maybe we weren't really, really ready for that. Cause we did it ourselves anyway, you know? Well, all the, these things. Yeah. So yeah, we booked, you know, 11 out of you know, 14 days in May. Yeah. And it's just, but like, yeah. So we, you know, you work with people and you know, you see what happens, but you know, sometimes, you know, I, in both bands, I've just run into things where, you know, man, not again. Like, why don't we just do this ourselves? It's so you know, weird. It always the, comes back to that. I think the thing <laughs> that like bums me out about certain situations is when it's like, it's not as though you're reaching out for help. It's mm -hmm. like sometimes you have people that go out of their way to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we want to help with these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool. And then, you know, you weren't asking for it, but it gets offered to you. And because you didn't ask for it, yeah. it's just kind of thrown in your lap. There's kind of like this, oh, cool. Like they must really want to do something. Yeah. And then the ball gets dropped and it's kind of like a double whammy yeah. because like not only are you like maybe getting your hopes up because somebody's like reaching out to you on a personal level, but that's also taking time away from, Oh, you know, you could have been working on X, Y, and Z yourself, but somebody said that they were going to help you with it. Yeah. And it's like, as a band, when do you figure out, like, how do you sniff out the bullshit? 
Yeah. And when do you just like, cause like obviously it gets to a point where we need help as bands, yeah. you know what I mean? We need publicists. We need to get a manager depending on like how crazy far you're trying to take it. Right. Yeah. Like it gets to a point where there's only so much you could do yourself. So like, you're kind of like, you can't just like, dismiss every single person that reaches out to you telling you they want to help you with something because somebody needs somebody has to be genuine about it yeah Yeah. but it sucks whenever you just i think you just time happens i mean even just some other you know positions we we are in in certain ways it's like all right you know this you know you want to work with this person and um you want to see really how that relationship develops and maybe like that person not doing what they were going to do and then you not taking the time to, cause you, you weren't, you were going to do that. And then you kind of, we took time to do other things and maybe that's kind of the course it was supposed to run. And maybe if we did do it ourselves, it was a waste of our own energy too. I mean, maybe there's a, I don't know, a reason why at that particular moment we weren't going to go on that tour or, you know, or something like that, or work with this person for this song or record or what anything, you know what I mean? So, or, you know, there, maybe that opportunity is like, okay, well that there's something else for you. I mean, that's kind of like how we're, when things don't work out, maybe it's kind of like a, just a direction change. Well, I think, you know, know, a big part of being an artist is just, you know, it's a perpetual string of things not working out. Yeah. Like it's just going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think that more things are probably falling through for even the biggest artists in the world than things that land, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a heavy weight to carry, you know, dealing with, you know, the amount of uh, rejection might be a strong word, but in a way just like rejection or failure or just disappointment. Like there's so much of that that comes with, what we do yeah and like learning how to become comfortable in that and understand that like you know if it's there's still opportunity it's just a matter of like you just got to keep knocking on doors it's like it's you know it's only a very small percentage of people are actually going to answer yeah that door and an even smaller percentage of the people that do answer are going to want to you know buy what you're selling if you want to use that as a metaphor yeah sure but you can't stop knocking no you can't stop knocking that's when you know yeah. I think a lot of the folks who make it are just folks that don't stop knocking. Fuck no. Like every time you get a door shut in your face, you just have to think like that's not the right door. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to get, and you got to build, get angry and it's just going to like, and I think yeah. it makes a lot of people go like either stop or like, ah, we'll just do it for fun. No big deal. Another thing too, I think a lot of people focus too much on the person that's going to, open the door and buy what they have. And I think they don't put enough of a focus on getting more people to help them knock on doors. Mm. If that make, you like know what I'm team, saying? Like, like a building a team yeah. is what I'm saying. Well, I think that's important, especially for like, I mean, there's different genres that do better with the teamwork than others. And I don't think rock is the best teamwork kind of genre. Well, what genres do you think are better? Like, I think hip hop's got it down with their team. <laughs> you think so? I think so. Yeah. We need some hype people. Um, but anyway, well, I think the thing with hip hop is that it's, there's so much of an image that you sell yeah. with hip hop or pop music in general. Mm-hmm. Those two are like, I mean, especially nowadays, they're so like, 
aligned. Yeah. Um, but there's so much of an image that you sell and it's so much easier to sell an image versus an idea. Like a, a lot of rock, some rock bands have image. Yeah. But like, we'll say a project like Harkin, for example, image isn't like a big part of what you're doing. It's more about like, um, just taking in the songs and being a part of the art itself. And the art itself is the music. Yeah. Um, but you know, there isn't like a bigger image attached to that. And I think that's why hip hop has a lot of, there's a lot of, there's way more of a focus on image than substance of material when it comes to popular hip hop. I think, I think rock too is just in general, like more competitive. Like I feel like hip hop is more maybe, or just even maybe even country, just all the, some other genres might be a little more friendly with collaboration. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but the whole knocking on the door thing, you know, we knock on doors, but I don't, I don't really want to like keep like knock that much. Well, um, I think, oh, I think, you know, no, no, no. Well, another, it's not yeah, like, like it's I want to be like, no, please. Well, another, I don't want to no, be no, desperate. No, no, no. Okay. Another <laughs> desperation. It's if an opportunity doesn't work out, you knock on a different door. It's yeah. not, don't keep knocking on the but same I think door. It's like, still, well, I was just going to say, a lot, of, need you. a lot of people keep knocking on the same doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. another problem. Yeah. Well, that's why we're working with like a cassette company in like Oklahoma. And they they open their door to us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like a little, you know. Shout outs to them. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, you can't really, you know, be affected by it. Because like, yeah, you know, with certain things that don't go through, you start questioning yourself like I did. I send Greg texts like, oh, we suck and I'm so <laughs> like horrible. Like three in like, the morning. Like, oh, no. Like, are we that oh, freaking no. hard to book? No, <laughs> no it, it's just <laughs> Must hard. Be hard. It's just hard. There's so many people trying to do, you know, this this music thing right now. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, one closing statement that I do want to put out there just in terms of... Um, people reaching out to help and not coming through mm-hmm. in a, in the particular situation that we're talking about. I think the thing that really rubs me the wrong way when it comes to this situation is whenever they, certain people come out the gate and there's all these headlines, like there's this thing and we're going to be helping everybody look at us and like publicizing this thing as being like, you know, a next big thing. And then it doesn't take much like one phone call and scraping under the surface to be like, so what's going on with this thing? And it's like, Oh, like, you know, long story short, it's kind of bullshit. That's what rubs me the wrong way. I feel like it's a lot of like putting people, putting themselves on a pedestal and selling false, like just selling bullshit. And that really rubs me the wrong way. Cause it feels like it's so much more about them elevating their social status and not elevating the bands that they say they're going to help. And that really gets under my skin because it's a team of people that really haven't done anything noteworthy for themselves, but just like, I don't know, just like a hodgepodge of shit that has just fallen through time and time again. (sighs) Leeches. You got to watch out for them. People like to say that the Pittsburgh music scene needs a bunch of help and all this stuff, but shit's going really, really good right now. And I think one testament to it going really, really good is the fact that leeches are starting to come out of the fucking woodwork, trying to find ways to take advantage of people that have significant talent. 
And I think that, you know, your band definitely falls in that category. And uh, I think that, yeah, just watch for snakes. There's a snake in my boots, as a wise man once said. Yeah, Woody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, watch out for snakes in your boots, Pittsburgh, because they're out there. They're slithering. Is it Woody from Toy Story? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shout outs to Woody. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Those are the the thoughts and opinions expressed by Sykes. I don't want to put any of that on Harkin. I'm bringing this up time and time again because I got a bone to pick. They, they're good people, but I'm coming for you. Just so you know. a fighter. Just so you know, but I'm going to be very civil. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. You know how to get a hold of me if you want to talk about it. If you want to rumble, <laughs> if you want to rumble with words on a format like this, if you want to go toe to toe with your boy, let's do it. Anyways, Harkin. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I just, I'm just, I'm really, tickets. Okay. I, I buy tickets yeah. to that. I'm really, I'm just, yeah. I'm just genuinely angry because like I yeah. give a fuck so much about, you know, the people. I mean, I care about my friends and I consider you both friends. And even if you weren't my friends, I'd we still are. be. You're friends. I know. I know we're, we're <laughs> yeah. friends. We're friends. But like even outside of that, I'm just pissed yeah. for like any, anybody else that kind of just falls into yeah. that thing because it's it ultimately just ends up being a waste of time yeah for everybody that's involved and that's just a bummer because being a band in 2019 one thing that none of us really have an expend like an expendable amount of is time yeah time is so fucking valuable right now and to just be wasting it for like self-gain to like yeah. be like oh you know we're we're doing this big cool thing it's like no you're not like yeah. if if you were doing this big cool thing, like you wouldn't have to like write your own fucking articles and post them on Facebook or whatever the yeah. fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? You would just fucking do it. Yeah. Why does it have to be about you? Just post the fucking bands. Share some links to the bands that you're supposed to be helping instead of sharing your yeah. your own fucking dumb shit. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. Let's move on. Yeah, let's I talk about let's, 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 let's ease things up. You let's ease things up. Find out who your real friends are whenever you release <laughs> things. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm all fucking fired up. Right I know. Now. My let's God. get into some listener questions. Let's ease the mood a little bit. All right. <sighs> okay. So none of these listener questions are directed directly at either of you. These are just questions that people submit. I like to answer oh, them nice. with That's people. Nice. Uh, so. What's the first question? Is it a good who do you one? hate? Now? John Huxley. Who is the best slash worst person you've ever worked with? <laughs> <laughs> this is for real. This is for real. John from Jake the Hawk has asked a question. Who is the best slash worst oh per- person you have ever worked with? <laughs> well, um, so I, I don't know if we've actually worked with him then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it worked with anybody. Um, so... I saw this question a little bit earlier. I forgot it was in here, but here it is. Um, you know, this is actually a really difficult question to answer. Yeah. Um, there was a show promoter uh, maybe about a decade ago uh, whose name I'm not going to bring up because I, I don't do anything like that. But he was like just the he was another leech of a mm-hmm. promoter. You know what I mean? Like he would you know, force bands to sell tickets for shows, um, which is fine. That doesn't bug me so much, but he would just like, you wouldn't even get a penny from those things and you wouldn't even get a fucking thank you from the dude. You know what I mean? Like, and at the time, like he was like, he kind of like held the monopoly on the, on a particular genre of music. 
So like all these like mid-level bands in this genre of music, he was the dude. So if you wanted to play a show, if you were an upcoming band, like that's who you had to work with. And he took advantage of so many fucking bands at the time and he's not doing music anymore. Thank the Lord or, you know, Chipotle or whatever your religious belief is. And uh That's mine. I'm really glad that, you know, he's not involved in this shit anymore. Um and yeah, I would say that dude was probably one of the worst people I ever worked with. But in hindsight, I learned a lot about working with that dude. And it like kind of like was the first experience. I think you need an experience like working with somebody just that's kind of shitty. Yeah. To learn like what people are actually capable of like in this industry. Because like you would think going into like some sort of a creative field that like people would be cool when you're not going to run into shitty people. But there's definitely like just shitty people. And uh, the only way you really learn about it is when you have you have like an unfortunate firsthand encounter with it. So that's mine. I don't know yeah. if either of you have any stories to share. I mean, I can actually share this one because I this person is my friend. Um, and I really do like them. It's not going to be that person though. Okay. Because it's this person, but not that person. Yes. Um, (laughs) but like they are, they've really, they're the best person that's given me like great opportunities and really genuinely believe in me. And I feel like they really try to create, they tried to create a really awesome community. Um, the only thing is I don't think people took them seriously and their ideas were really huge, like huge you know, or whatever. And, um, so that, you know, Donnie, not me, Donnie, but Donnie Ducati, that is, that's- he's my, he's a great friend. I love, I love Donnie, but, um, I love working with him. You know, I worked with him this weekend, but I think that, that, um, things fe- fell through just in certain ways because, um, he needed an army to do certain things when he was involved with wild kindness. He really did it's back to that, back do, to that team, do a great job for it. I mean, he, you know, he did raise money for dinosaurs first album and, you know, he did help us. He created a scene. I talked to him last night. He was the reason why spirit would like let more local bands in there. You know what I mean? When now they're not doing that as much. I mean, I don't really know too much, but I don't know. Um, he was great great to work with. I I still would work with him. I just did. But sometimes his ideas are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But I, you know, I love, shout out to Donnie. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Shout outs to that dude. Start the beat alumni. Any, anyone? I mean, the other person we still have yet to work with. (laughs) If you think about it. I mean, I guess in, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anybody that really stands out to you, Greg? Huh. Um. Oh, I guess. Well, Alex. <laughs> Shout out to Alex. <laughs> I love you, man. But dude, we need those backtracks by Friday. We are playing a fucking release show. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. This is gonna go out after the release show. Uh huh. You know, oh yeah. Like, like it's okay. But anyway, just we're we're on the like we got five days here. We need a track still without the piano. Because Carolyn might be playing pseudo up there. We're uh-huh. just going to unplug the piano and it's just going to be the backtrack piano. Because <laughs> we still have it because we can play with it. Yeah. But we've been waiting for that. Yeah. He, Alex great. You know, he did the mixing and recording of the album. But, um, he, you know, I just wish we communicated a little bit better. 
but it's okay. He knows no, that. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, He's great. It's, it's chill. Listen, listen. It's one thing I've learned about this podcast is I could talk all the shit in the world that I want to because only like cool people listen to it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, but like, I'm definitely like totally all about like facilitating real discussion yeah. this with is people real. that I have a it's, problem it's with. It's just, you know, soft. Because it's just like, I think that's, if nobody says anything, people will be able to get away with shit like that. Yeah. Right? But and you should never say something behind someone's back that you wouldn't say to them to their face. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would be like, yo, man, can I get that back track? You know? Let me get that back track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I a, ma- it. it's just a matter of like, <laughs> it's like, okay. I just, I want no. people to either, it's like either the outcome that I would hope to happen from facilitating a real conversation with somebody about this is that somebody realizes like, Oh yeah, you know what? We're not doing enough. And then they actually step up and they do what they say they want to do Yeah, because what they want to do is something that we need. And I don't want anybody to fail. I don't want any negativity. I don't want, I don't want to sit there and laugh and be like, Oh yeah, I knew they were full of shit. Fuck them. If like, if it all fell apart, that would actually be a bummer. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, I don't want to be right about, calling like thinking somebody's doing something shitty so yeah. it's either like you know you have these conversations and they realize that like oh you know we don't really have this together and people are noticing let's fix this yeah or they just fucking stop and then somebody else does it yeah i just don't, don't need any of this like weird like ambiguous bullshit going on wasting my friend's time yeah it's an it's a nightmare but anyways let's move on joseph Kraft asks the top five public pools in Pittsburgh. Oh, you would know this. I don't. I've had a really feeling swim. that you might know about this. I don't know. I don't swim either. <laughs> I, I, Do you I, not swim or can you not swim? I can swim. I okay. just don't go to pools. Okay. But you know what's funny? I don't have a beef with pools. And it, right now I'm thinking about being at a pool. And I'm like, that sounds fucking fun. Yeah. But I'm not going to make the time for it because I just, I my free time is spent, you know, uh, complaining anonymously about strangers to my friends in front of cameras on the internet yeah. instead of going to swimming pools, which is probably what I should be doing. So let's talk about these pools. Where should me and Donnie go to get some well, actually, killer swimming I do, in? Like the, when I was younger, I freaking did love wave pools. Oh, yeah. But I was just going like to say, the, going the, the, I don't think that counts. End. I think we're talking public like, pools. Oh, but is I that like, like city pools? Like the I, South I Park wave my, pool? Joseph, call I, I, Sykes right now. And tell them. I, 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 my guess is that it means like public pools. Oh, okay. But my uh, what I was gonna say, uh, yeah, Boys Park Wave Pool was my jam. But okay. uh, yeah, wave pools are fun. The siren goes off and you just you run out there, <laughs> and you go get the wave. <laughs> Hell yeah! Wow. Uh, I like the the Polish Hill. I lived in Polish Hill for a year. Okay, and that pool was awesome because there were no kids there. Really? They're, oh no! Why? They're just Polish hills. It's, there's not kids it's mostly like punks there's just not as many families with kids mm-hmm. oh, okay. there would be some kids there but not compared to like bloomfield which i would say is my number two the bloomfield beach okay polish hill bloomfield beach you have, you have like all right that's two more. of five i know like uh, you have those number two. three i would say highland park there's there are pool? there are kids there but it's huge it's a huge pool have you ever been to the only pool I went to was the Baldwin pool. Like where I'm I've from. I've never been to that one. I value my life. I don't <laughs> go over there. <laughs> uh, I would say the number four pool, 
Dormont. The Dormont pool is pretty legit, but oh, there's a lot of kids there. Didn't even know this existed. Number five. Can you can you bump this mic just towards you yeah. a bit? Like yeah. you can like pull it just to shift that. Yeah, yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. Just kind of direction it a bit. Yeah, okay. that's better. My apologies. I mean, we're 48 minutes in. It's kind of a little late to fix it, but it's all okay. right. Okay. I think but, I just recently moved it though. That just so. sounds better. Okay. Thank you. You got it. Uh, <laughs> and I think my number five pool, I've never been there. But I feel like I would really like it. The Etna. Okay. The Etna pool. Wow. I have no idea that there's like these pools around here. I knew. I mean, every like neighborhood in town. Well, most, maybe not every single one, but most of the neighborhoods like in the city have their own pool. Wow. Northside's got a pool. I've never been to the Northside pool. Troy Hill does not though. Troy Hill does not have a pool. They should. They should have one of those infinity pools like right Right at the top of uh, right at the top of Rialto, <laughs> yeah, like one of those infinity pools. Where you're just looking out over the city. That'd be uh, sick. Get on that, Pittsburgh. Yeah, get it together. And you know what? I keep forgetting to do whenever we do these listener questions. I'm supposed to have a. Oh. Uh, and I even have a note here. In here, it says listener questions. Don't forget sound effect. But I didn't scroll down. I also didn't talk about shows I had coming up this week. I guess it doesn't matter. Just throw them in matter. now. Plug them. Plug them. <laughs> I messed up my own show. Well, what day is you it? Were, it was July fifteenth. July fifteenth. Fix it in post. July eighteenth. Sykes at a new violence is playing at Scratch in Troy Hill. It's playing at Scratch. Fuck yeah! All right. It's our second time playing there. How was but, the first time? I've only ever walked past it. It was fun. It was awkward because it's a very small space and we have a very big show. Yeah, but that made it fun. And they liked us enough to have us back. That's awesome. So that'll be, yeah, that's this Thursday, July 18th. Sykes and a New Violence. It's Wait, Scratch. July? July 18th. Okay. Today is July 15th, according to the, the internet. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. We're, we're in June now, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this is getting, okay. this is going up later, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's three percent battery left on the camera oh, okay. so the camera might not live as long as the audio we'll, okay. we can keep going past the camera that's okay. not a big deal i just want to let the viewers watching for the people that might be watching on facebook or youtube that this video is probably going to be dying sometime soon i'm just going to let the camera run its course well actually i need to kind of reset it anyways so hold on one second camera do 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 so from this point forward i'm going to let it run out we're at 51 minutes on the cast. I like to go for about an hour, so we got another 10 minutes. Let's do one more listener question, then we'll talk a little bit more about the band, and we'll tie a bow on this motherfucker. How's that sound? Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So one more listener question. I got to pick the one that I want. That play I think the is thing. Gonna... Don't forget to play the thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, this will be a good one, because this is coming from a mutual friend. I, I believe we're all friends with this person. Brenda asks, oh. favorite smell and why? So, uh, do you have a, an immediate answer here? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I was going to go. I like, well, there's this essential oil. I like eucalyptus. There's this one that has, it's eucalyptus and citronelle. <laughs> and it's like, smell smells like good, a, but like, smell it like smells mosquitoes. like a bug, bug spray. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I love that smell. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. And it just. It just smells nice. It's really important, I, I think, to know what you like and not be ashamed of it. 
Yeah. Even yeah. if it's something, Absolutely. even if it's something that's a little, Eucalyptus. You know, it's a bug candle, whatever. Yeah. If you like it, you like it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. 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 What's yours? I really like, uh, anything that's like, has that, it's like a sandalwood scent. Ooh. I don't know what that is. I, I like, I like those, but to be more like, kind of like not so essential oily candle I would say, uh, either the smell of a grill or like a campfire. Like mm. there's probably like a tie oh between goodness. those two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, which one I would go for. Um, I'm kind of leaning a little bit heavier towards the campfire because you can't eat a campfire. And I don't know if your favorite smell should be like food. I feel a little bit more comfortable. My smell ended just being like something more casual. Cause like, I feel like I could fall asleep to the smell of a campfire. I couldn't fall asleep to the smell of a grill. I would just yeah. be thinking about food. <laughs> You'd just be yeah. salivating. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I let me I, get a I, hot dog. I drool enough in my sleep. I don't think I need a. Uh, I don't need to fucking camp. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like that noise. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Oh wow! I love. I call them flavors. Scents. I call them flavors. <laughs> like people always ask me, like. What candles are like? I'm all, and I always say like my favorite flavor is okay. my favorite flavor of candle, my uh-huh. favorite flavor of whatever. Uh, oh wow, that's so tough. <sighs> my favorite scent of all time. If I could only smell one thing, it doesn't have to be all time. Oh, that, that's not in there. Time? Just favorite smell and why. I think it's more casual. Yeah, like like like, right like what like what are you into now? Yeah, <sighs> I really enjoy. The smell of coffee. Oh, yeah. even even yeah. when I, I I was a late. That's a good one. I was a, a late bloomer. One. I was a late bloomer when it came to coffee. Me too. Me too. I did not drink coffee like in high school. Old? I didn't. Even no, later. Like, oh yeah, like twenty four. Yeah, I was probably five. Like, I was probably like twenty three or twenty four as well. It was when I was when I first started working at Starbucks. Um, that's how I got into coffee, just basically because it was just like. At first, you have to like try everything so you can like explain it to customers, right? And then I just developed a a, a thing for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, fucking- it like catches you with. I, I didn't never. I never worked at Starbucks, but the first time, other than trying like my grandpa's coffee when I was a kid, you'd be like, "Ah, try some coffee," and I'm like, "Oh, my grandpa likes it. It must be good." And I take a drink, like, "What is this? It's disgusting." But I remember when I was going to culinary school, I worked at Jimmy John's and we had this huge catering order, like thousands upon thousands of sandwiches every single day for this big event that was happening. And so we worked overnight to like prepare for it. And then we made the sandwiches in the morning and then they picked them up for lunch. But we worked literally like overnight. We were in there baking bread, slicing lettuce, tomatoes, all the stuff. And I remember... The first morning, my boss was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks. Does anybody want coffee? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she got some like Java chip frappe thing. And I was like, this is like a milkshake. This is delicious. Uh (laughs) And, you know, throughout the years, uh, I would slowly like try something else. And then I got to a point where I was like, I kind of just like coffee with like some cream and sugar. And then start taking things away. And now I just like. Same. coffee or like an iced americano with nothing else in it yeah same and then it's just the smell of it like if i make coffee at home i just love taking like a big sniff out of the bag and it's like yeah 
It's so funny. I feel like there's a metaphor to that, like even with the music that you do in Harkin, where it's like maybe like, you know, starting out as a band, it's like, okay, like let's let's have like all of these different instruments doing all this stuff. And then it's like, well, let's maybe strip some of this stuff out. And it's like now it's kind of down to like two piece minimalist, like just like a black coffee, like like all the like stuff that you don't necessarily need our one, is kind of out of there. Our one out, uh, cover, single cover is uh a coffee leaf that oh, our friend yeah. did Riley and for bloom is single cover. Um, and Greg and I actually met at a coffee shop. That's how we met each other. Yeah. Coffee. Wow. This is, uh, there are forces greater than us in this world. <laughs> I'm to believe that the coffee bean, <laughs> that it's the coffee bean. Yeah. 1,500%. Yeah. We it's a very specific number. Constellation. Shout out to Amy. Yeah, shout out to that place. I don't know them, but I like that place. Hell yeah. It's a great spot. I really like it there. That's awesome. And Amy's my soccer coach. Well, she's going to be your coach too. (laughs) Yeah, Coach Amy. Coach Amy. Woo, hell yeah. Get that squad ready. (laughs) Hell yeah. So, I mean, with, with all that stuff being said, hearken, help me, I'm alive on the internet in cd form they played their album release show at uh mr smalls that totally already happened it was a good time you should have been there right you should have been crazy there's people you know just jumping off the 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 rafters and going (laughs) nuts it was it was crazy but uh no i mean in full transparency your cd release show is this weekend at time of recording it has passed since this is airing but uh yeah um, which i am djing at your event and i want to thank you for letting me be a part of your album release thank you for yeah. letting me be a part of your album yeah doing this art stuff trusting me to help you with this project asking me to do it i appreciated that i want to thank you both for being really cool friends and writing good music and taking the time to come hang out today yeah. it's awesome thank you man yeah. we appreciate you and uh yeah you were very great to work with with uh, yeah. the artwork you, you were one of the people that one I of the would. best people to work with you were very punctual you were getting you got things done like in a very timely fashion and we appreciated that and you yeah. did a great job it looks awesome yeah thanks so much yeah. so you know before we like completely pull the plug on this is there anything that you want to plug where can people find this stuff outside of like spotify i mean you're on the social medias and things like that if you want to plug any of that where can people find you well we have all the stuff we got the instagram harkin band um we got a twitter that i need to figure out how to use (laughs) uh i think that's like harkin slash like little underscore band Facebook, you know, but we are on all the streaming, um, you know, Tidal, Apple, Google, Spotify, but we'll always have our CDs and then we'll have some cassettes for our shows that we play. Um, we're going to record a couple music videos. So we have one out on YouTube, uh, Fix Me. Um, so we have one video for that, for this mm-hmm. album. And yeah, we will just keep making music. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's the way to do it. If you want to do something, you just gotta gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. And uh let's uh say that's it. And that is all folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Done. 
Greg, Harkin in the building. Thanks so much for coming by. I'll be back again next week with another episode or in a few days, depending on when this goes out. Uh, yeah, same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. That was kind of like my monster truck rally voice. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Kids, kids tickets, 10 bucks. <laughs> Yo, those are, don't, I love monster trucks. They're amazing. <laughs> We're ending on that. <laughs>